0: This To fight gum disease, Colgate Precision has three sets of bristles. One like a flat brush for the surface. Another like a rippled brush to reach between. And a third, designed like nothing else, to sweep plaque from the gum line. Fighting gum disease takes precision. <laughs> to rewatch a movie. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Clear, clear. Strawberry banana. If he please don't aggregate this. Lillard, oh. long range three. Ah! A, their defense is atrocious. I'm atrocious. the rock star. Right on the People. People. Tiso, Tiso is the official watch of the NBA. Everybody who listens to this podcast knows how I feel about aggregation. I'm oddly intrigued by neck tattoos.
1: You know, we love China. We love the here. Oh man, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's Just hitting me right now. Shut up and listen. You think you're better than me? Bang! Let me kick off this recording with the sound. Okay,
0: a celebration. All right, welcome back. This is Swish FM. Chris Wendelkin and Ben Craw. Ben, it is a glorious, uh, it is a glorious, cathartic night for the two of us. We have wrapped up our uh, our quarantine long project. Uh, We tonight we conclude with Game Seven. Of the 1994 NBA Finals between the Knicks and the Houston Rockets, Ben. Cheers to you, my
1: friend. Cheers we've, to you, Chris. Cheers we've, to you. We've cheers done to it, us. Man. Yes. Cheers to our to, cheers us, to our to company. It's been a it's, a it's a it's a big night for our company. Yep. Um, cheers to all that we've accomplished. Yes. Uh, cheers to this journey that we've been on for the past. Five four months. How uh, however long know, this has know, been? I don't know how many months it's been. Yeah, um, but it's all been worth it. It's yes. it's been. I mean, you know, they say that the what is the phrase? The the the. <laughs> it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. The journey, the true reward. Um, yeah, it's been um, it's been incredible, and we are finally, we did it, folks. We are at the finish line. Yes, We crossed the finish line, and it turns out that uh, we are victorious. We, 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 we won, I think. So I'm let, let me begin,
0: <laughs> Let me begin by saying to our audience, um, you're welcome. Uh, uh, again, we are on uh, social media at Swish FM Radio on Instagram and Twitter. You can email us at swishfmradio at gmail.com. We are also on the iTunes charts. You can find us there. Rate, review, subscribe to the show and Apple. You know Stitcher, Google Play, all those places. Leave us a review. Uh, we are very eager to hear from you about what this last you know six month odyssey, what this experience has been like for you revisiting this um, 1994 New York Knicks playoff run, along with Ben and I, what that's been like. So do not be shy. Reach out. Say hello. Let us know that you made it to the finish line with us. We'd yeah, appreciate tell it. tell us
1: how much you've loved uh, our show for the past um, however many years it's been. Um, yeah, tell us um, just how, uh, I don't know, how much joy and... Uh, and um, and just, what's the word that I'm looking for? I don't know. Don't, it's, I don't know. <laughs> it, it, I think it's mostly just joy. Mostly that's that's joy. the main thing I'm feeling. Yeah, yeah. Um, ben, and that I know that all of all of you are feeling.
0: Let's give the audience a snapshot of um, what this moment looks like right now for you and I. It is currently. <laughs> Two o'clock in the morning. It is. It says two o two a.m. Two o two to be specific. Two o two on my laptop. That's what it says. We have just completed game seven. We we rewatched that sucker together, Ben. On uh, on on a uh, on our respective uh, video chat software.
1: And mm-hmm. um, it was like a Zoom call. It wasn't technically a Zoom call. Was it was not Google a Hangout. Zoom. It was a but Google it was, Hang. But we decided to, to do this moment, uh, you know, justice by by embracing technology and doing a live watch together, Chris, remotely. Li- obviously, live, remotely, we live are responsible,
0: watch, socially distant, and yep. most importantly, Ben, zero note taking.
1: Uh, no note taking for this one, folks. If you want the minute by a minute. Time and score breakdown. Talk to as per, as per usual. LaRue,
0: talking to those, talk to those guys if you want the very specifics. That's not what this one's going to be about, folks.
1: Nope, nope. There's not. Not,
0: if you're looking for sound drops, you're not going to get it here. This mm. one's just the real,
1: raw, nitty gritty stuff. Um, yeah, so this is Swish FM After Dark, is what this is. With that, um, with that being yeah, said, yeah, we're a little ben, bit, little bit raw, a little bit rough around the edges here, but. We're giving it to you straight, like we always do. Yes, nothing different. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, we just watched uh, Game Seven of the 1994 Finals uh, at one in the morning, and now we're recording a podcast about it. Great, Ben. With that said, let me crack <laughs> this
0: this beer. What do you um, got there, Chris? Uh, this is the Hazy Little Thing IPA from Sierra mm. Nevada. Um, grab my microphone as it as it as it nearly tips over. Um, Don't spill on your laptop. Nope. How are you can't, feeling We can't
1: have any tech malfunctions for can't, this one.
0: God forbid we have one of those. How are you feeling right now, Ben? Um, what's running through your head? What are some overarching <sighs> really observations uh, about game seven specifically, but then let's kind of zoom out a little bit and talk more macroscopically about, you know, the playoff run in general, 1994, basketball in general, what it all means, our lives, what, what the future of this podcast is, what the future life of in our general. lives are. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So just what's what's running through your head right now based on what the last two hours has been like?
1: It's a really good question. Um, I think... I feel lighter, I feel um, me too. I feel like a a psychic emotional weight that has probably been dogging me for twenty six years um, has been lifted off um, not completely, obviously because it still happened. it still exists in my memory um, and um but i but I do feel like. Gosh, I guess I feel like there maybe I'm maybe I'm just trying to be optimistic. Maybe I'm feeling a little sentimental right now. It yeah. is two oh five now in the morning. Um, we have been drinking a little bit um, uh, throughout this uh, event, but I I think I feel good that we did this. I feel good that it's over. I don't feel good that we did it because it was well. No, I do feel good that we did it. Um, because what else were we gonna do? Yeah, honestly, I, I concur. <laughs> I mean, really, what <laughs> what else, else were we gonna fucking were we, do? Uh, we weren't were gonna we talk do. about the last dance in March we or gonna, April. We, uh, nope, nope, that we are gonna talk about the NBA That's a November. In,
0: the last dance is a November project. That's not
1: something you do in in April, Ben. That's not a midday. Yeah, don't project. you guys. Don't you worry, we're gearing up for our last dance content. We're gonna be bringing we have that last to you. dance
0: in the calendar circa Thanksgiving, so don't yeah, worry yeah, yeah. about that, yeah,
1: stay tuned for that. uh it's coming. We've been doing a lot of research um but yeah, i you know we started this project as a distraction because there was no basketball, so we were like, well, let's watch basketball again and then a funny thing happened, Chris, which right. is that. They brought basketball, basketball back. came they yeah it, it came back there is actually currently basketball live new fresh basketball being played um, it's been played for a month now two months I don't know
0: yeah and a um, lot of people care about what it. is
1: time but um, but we've we've decided we we made a decision and of course it came came on uh, came from on high uh, our our uh, overlords at OTL Inc. Um, <laughs> gave us the mandate which we were of course forced to comply with um that we would uh that we would continue with our 1994 project um but uh in a weird way it's felt like i've i I can't tell if i'm less invested in current basketball because of this or because i'm more invested in this because of my like very sincere yeah. and genuine lack of interest in current basketball. Does yeah. that make sense? Totally. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, I I think that you and I are both kind of on the same page with that, where none of it really feels like it means anything. Um, and so we did this thing that, yeah, again, what started out as like a lark and a distraction has has suddenly like become our entire like world. Um, yeah, it's
0: kind of. Bloomed and blossomed into <laughs> a uh, genuine preference. Uh, yeah. Like you said, because there is real uh, yeah, we, current oh. basketball to watch that we have decided not to participate in. And it's not, uh, I think, as we've talked about offline, I, I honestly forget if we've talked about it on the podcast for me, I can only speak personally. I have largely opted out in terms of watching that stuff. And it's not a political, you know, it's, it's not a political protest. It's, it's actually just much more sincerely that I find that there is more entertaining stuff to watch. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, and inherently I do feel that, there are some political connotations underlying that. But it, 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 for me, it's just kind of like, yeah. I mean, there's more entertaining stuff to watch right now um, that isn't sort of muddled or sullied by um, the politics of the current state of the world. And yeah. the way in which the NBA has opted to participate and not participate in the current politics and state of the
1: world. Yeah, I. Um, I mean, we we voiced our. Does that make sense? Did I even say yeah. That remotely? Uh, yeah. no, that that was coherent. I think that think that, yeah. that made sense to me at least. Um, um, I I think that yeah, like we we've you know, voiced our sort of stances um and opinions about the NBA's restart. Um and at first it was kinda like, yeah, we protest this because it shouldn't happen. And then it ha- and then it was like for like a hot second there it was like, oh, is it gonna happen or not? Because like other people are also voicing um, you know, sort of like uh um uh um fuck, I don't know. Words are failing me right now. But uh yeah, they're they're voicing whatever, like, um, like not protest, but just like... Opposition. Uh, yeah, opposition, just like questioning whether or not it should happen. And then all of a sudden, everyone was just like, oh, no, no, it's going to happen, and it's just going to happen. So that's all there is to it. Um, and then it started happening, and I was like, okay, I guess this is the only choice that we have is to just like go <laughs> along with this. And I did like tune in to see if I would, you know, enjoy yeah. it, um, yeah. to see if it would like make me feel something. Um, because I was like, maybe it'll be better than I expect. Maybe it'll be like, you know, I, I part of me was like, oh, I want to see it for like the weird lurid spectacle that it will be from like um, a kind of like a voyeuristic standpoint. And it turned out to not to be interesting from that standpoint yeah. at all. Like yeah. the protests, like there was nothing like fascinating from like a sociological yeah. thing that happened. Exactly. It was just like, oh no, this is like a very slickly, very well-made uh, like corporate product and it was like just kind of boring yeah exactly <laughs> like it was actually that, just really boring what it is it's like
0: my non-participation is not a political protest it's more just about how it's boring like I just don't think it's that good I yeah. hon- I honestly would be very happy to set aside the bad politics of watching a really great entertaining product I just don't think it's that entertaining right now
1: yeah um and then there was like I went through like a brief phase where I actually wished that I could enjoy it. I like at first it was like, oh, I feel good um that I like I'm sort of like mm-hmm. I don't know on the side of like of like realizing recognizing that this is like a yeah. bad thing. Yeah, I was like I had mm-hmm. like this righteous um like like indignation about it and that mm-hmm. kind of felt like kind of fun for a little while. Right. And then I was like you know what? I'm tired of that. I actually just want to like enjoy something, and I want sure. to be entertained yeah. by something, and I want to feel like a sincere and genuine, um, like joy about about something again. Um, I mean, listen, I, there's yes. my life is fine. There's plenty of things that bring me joy, like my Absolutely. family and Absolutely. and my. Um, I'm not like my no, God. Like compared yeah. to uh, you know, yeah. there's there's no like not like a is thing uh, happening thing here uh, thing happening here but um uh, but i was like it would be it would be fun to like watch basketball and just enjoy it uh like i used to um and i tried and i like gave it like an honest shot and it just didn't happen it just like didn't like organically happen for me um and for a while i was like bummed out by that and then i was like you know what i'm not going to like worry about it i'm just going to like spend my time uh, uh following pursuing other things and um and i've realized that that's been better for me <laughs>
0: yeah um and, I, and I just, it just turns
1: out that for our podcast the thing that we've been spending our time following was this 1994 knicks team which yeah. obviously we're avoiding talking about because we don't want to
0: yeah i think also <laughs> like exactly like i think um the truth is that we've also gotten a little bit of our fix like a a weekly fix we had like a once a week game that we could care about safely invest in sort of feel good about our ridiculous emotional investment in that game, genuinely have some sort of stakes in it, and then let it go, and um, and that was fun, and it served like the purpose and function of what NBA basketball used to represent and mean for us. And mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see how we fill the void now, because now there is a void but before we dive too much into that or even discuss that any further yeah i am just kind of curious to talk specifically about game 7 yeah yeah, like, yeah we should like, talk about that what um <laughs> you know I, th- I i i think the uh the thing that we talked about a lot throughout the course of the game was just john starks and mm-hmm. uh you know his his infamous performance, right? So Yes, yes, yes. He uh, he finished game 2 for 18, 2 for 19, two, what is it?
1: 2 for 18. 2 yeah. for 18.
0: So, you know, I think one of the things for me that I've talked about a few times on the podcast over the co- course of the last couple of months is like wh- what are the what are the myths that I'm sort of <laughs> discovering and sort of reinvestigating and questioning about this team the 1994 Knicks that I sort of um that I sort of just absorbed uh as a child and sort of regurgitated the narratives from the media um that just like weren't true like what are the sort of like myths that I've sort of been, been dispelling one of which was right. in what know? ways
1: were we lied to as children yeah so like yeah it
0: turns out Charles Smith was actually a very good player um he was not Well,
1: i wouldn't say he was very good but he he, was not he he was a good player
0: uh yeah yeah he 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 was he was certainly a serviceable player uh he was not Mm -hmm. most importantly he was not a choke artist uh he uh in that series against the bulls in 1993 it turns out yeah he was you know there was there was and the bulls had a great defense and they they made some great plays So I sort of remember that about Charles Smith or I I learned that about Charles Smith. Um, Another thing I learned about the Knicks was that uh, another thing I learned about the Knicks was that Derek Harper was much more valuable than I really ever understood or gave the guy credit for. And he was actually an incredible player. And uh, probably the most important thing is that John Starks was vital to the team. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah, he had a bad shooting night in game seven of the 1994 NBA finals, but that is definitely not why they lost. Um, that, yeah. that is so overblown. That is so overblown. They, are, they were very much in the game, even with his bad shooting uh, yeah. in game seven, literally if Oakley stepped up, if Mason stepped up, if, hubert davis got the opportunity to play if god forbid if patrick ewing you know played like a hall of fame center in in game seven uh you know fill in the blank if any if any literally any other person you know played 20 percent 15 percent above what they normally would do very yeah. good chance the knicks are nba champions uh in 1994 yeah. so the idea that john starks is the scapegoat is the person that we should be blaming is sort of preposterous and it's very sad to me i don't know about very sad but it's sad to me that uh he took so much (laughs) shit for what happened in 1994 and uh mostly i just want to you know raise a glass to john starks say like we appreciate yeah, man, man. Fuck yeah, yeah. We, we really yes. appreciate you. Like you were the real Jesus deal. Christ. You played with your heart on on, on your sleeve. Um, you basically had a Reggie Miller moment in Game Six in the fourth quarter. Uh, yeah, carried the team on your back. Um, and and the fourth quarters of Game Four and yes. Five. And, and as we remarked during Game Seven here, you know, <laughs> it's kind of incredible because Hakeem Olajuwon for 70, 80% of the game was having a bad shooting night. Yeah. And you put Starks's night and Elijah one's night through the third quarter on the TV screen, and basically they were both struggling. Um, and the, you know, like we talked about, you know, when you're the best player on the team or when you're the team's best offensive option, you just sort of go down swinging, and you know that like it, mo- it's probably not going to look pretty in the stat line at the end of the night. The box score is not going to look pretty either way. But if you get the W, no one's going to care. And if you get the L, like you're going to be the scapegoat. And when we were talking about you know Kobe Bryant um, in that decisive Game Seven when the Lakers were playing the Celtics, that final year, I guess what what was it? 2007? That was twenty ten. Twenty ten. Yeah, I believe so. You know he had an awful shooting night, awful shooting night, and I, I believe it was Ron Artest that kind of saved his
1: bacon. No No one wait. Yeah, yeah. It was t- I think so? Twenty ten. It, it was either nine or ten? Yeah. Because the Celtics won in an eight, and then the Lakers. Uh, that sounds right. The uh, repeated nine and nine and ten. Yeah. But I forget which one was the bad Kobe game seven. Was it nine or ten? Uh, yeah, I don't point, know. anyway.
0: Point being, he had a bad game
1: seven. Point being is that he had a game
0: seven, and no one cares. You know what yeah. I mean? No one, no one cares. Um, and no one remembers him as being, uh, a choke artist or someone that had a terrible shooting night. People remember him as a champion. And, uh, if the Knicks won game seven, no one would care that John Starks had a poor shooting night. They would just remember that he was on the champ, the team that won the championship and he was a great player and, uh, he f- could get really fucking hot and, uh, often saved our ass. And um, that, that, that would be his place in our memory. And that's it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. John Starks, you know, um, in, in the words of, uh, of Will Hunting, um, it's not, <laughs> or, or Will Hunting's therapist,
1: uh, Robin Williams, it's not your fault. <laughs> no, I think, I think they, all, they were all played by Will Hunting. Yeah. I think yeah. Will Hunting was every role in that movie. I guess yeah. it was Sean. Sean was a the therapist. Sure. Uh,
0: and Sean would say to Will Hunting... His podcast host it's not your fault
1: right um, yeah and then and then will hunting's uh best friend uh said, uh I forgive you in uh surviving Christmas <laughs> right, and then he would name a
0: hockey rink after his mother
1: right um, right right yeah.
0: yep yep that's, yeah
1: that's that one yeah in
0: yeah, yeah, so yeah. um. Anything else? I don't know. Anything else do you want to talk about mention from Game Seven? Your your you know, thoughts. Derek Harper was a really good player, he was important.
1: Yeah, Derek Harper was good. Probably would I have mean, won MVP,
0: right? If if the Knicks would have
1: Yeah, we won we the game. debated whether or not if the Knicks had won Game Seven, who would be MVP? I mean Derek Harper had the most consistent uh and like just start to finish like he didn't have a bad game. Like Harper had a good Game Seven uh and he played awesome you know in every other game and they would maybe give it to starks if he had had just like a similar game to game four five or six um and the Knicks had won uh but instead he just had like a bad shooting night um and it happened to be in game seven he had a really bad shooting night in game one too which no one remembers uh And, like, that was just his game, though. He would just shoot. Um, But, like, as we were rewatching, you know, of course, I was, like, zeroed in, you know, laser focused on Starks to see, like, oh, was it just, like, a terrible, like, did he just, like, like, the fact that he just missed, like, some good shots. Um, Some, like, a couple of his misses were, like, you know, towards the end of the game when they needed a three and he forced a couple bad ones. But like most of his shots were like, oh, all right, that was a good shot. That was an open three. Like, yeah, you're trying to get yeah, going. But he was continuing to drive. He was drawing I mean, fouls. What he what's was that,
0: like the first shot of the game? Don't you remember we were watching? Like, drove in transition, got yeah, to the rim. It was an awesome
1: acrobatic shot. Very difficult layup in like, transition. Clanged around was, like, the rim in and out. Hanging on the rim and fell off. I
0: was like, all uh, right, there I don't were, know. There were th- i I guess the
1: rims are tight i don't know what i mean multiple threes that rimmed out but he was continuing to drive like one of his two field goal makes was in the fourth quarter after he'd missed like several threes and ewing like missed a jumper and starks like dove in grabbed an offensive rebound and put it in like he was like you know remaining aggressive um he was also like passing when he should have passed like he wasn't like Making like just terrible plays. He just had a fucking, he just got cold and just never snapped out of his cold streak. I got a bit of a hot um, take here. Uh, all right. Maybe, maybe,
0: this, maybe this probably isn't too hot of a take, but it, it's worth mentioning. Yeah. I think maybe one of the reasons that we clown John Starks, or not we, but the the world, clowns and, and, and whatever, clowns on John Starks, mm-hmm. is John Starks was a very expressive. Person. Sure. And when he made mistakes or when he was upset, yeah. That was not a secret. He yeah, yeah, wore yeah. his emotions on his sleeve. Game six, yeah. he makes a bad pass trying to find Patrick Ewing. It results in a turnover. He yeah. points to his head. Yeah, FYI. He FYI yeah. For all we know, for all we know. Uh, because uh, literally, as soon as the turnover happens, Ewing fouls Olajuwon. For all we know, Starks is saying to Ewing, "Use your fucking head, man! Like you shouldn't have fouled him right there. We didn't need to foul him."
1: But in all likelihood, it's a really good point. Yeah, yeah. Of course, we're all li- talking about the yeah towards the end of game six. Yeah. In all likelihood,
0: uh, he had a sense of guilt on his face. He was saying, "I made a stupid mistake.
1: I'm sorry." Yeah, he was the he was the perfect actor because his expressiveness fed into. The media narrative, yeah, the storyline in real time, so and it was he was like cared so much ba- basically yeah. he he cared
0: so much, wore his heart on his sleeve, and in game seven, you saw similar things where it was like at a certain point, I would say probably what was it? five minutes left in the fourth, he walks yeah. into the huddle and he's fucking f- so frustrated with the way his night is going. He's shaking his head, his kind of teammates his teammates are putting their you know arm around a shoulder or whatever. Yeah, they're trying
1: to buck him up after a yeah, miss three yeah, yeah. and, and it's, it's like, like that Marv Albert is like, "Oh, I I see what's in front of me. I'm just going to talk about this now. Like this is the story of the game." That is um, ultimately why
0: I think John Starks is scapegoated and clowned is because he gave us the invitation to clown him by saying, hey, guess what? I'm feeling really bad about this moment. (laughs) If anyone is someone you should blame, it should be me. Whereas, like, let's be real. I mean, Patrick Ewing had a terrible game, and he wasn't Ewing had an awful
1: game. He wasn't, like,
0: waving down the cameras being like, you should blame me right now. You, you, You know, so... Um, And I'm not saying he should. I'm I'm also not saying he should. But, like, the reality is that John Starks was a very emotional player, and he sort of, by being an emotional person and by being an expressive person, he sort of invited the world to blame him.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Patrick Ewing shot 7 of 17 uh, in game 7 for 17 points. That's a lot of 7s for you. Um, Not great. Uh, He had 10 rebounds, 2 blocks, uh five turnovers uh for ewing um yeah not fantastic charles oakley four of nine for 10 points um derrick harper had a good game 23 points um no one else in the knicks did anything charles smith scored 10 anthony mason scored six like no one fucking had a good game <laughs> uh hakeem olajuwon had a pretty good game but he shot guess what 10 of 25 in game seven Wow. That's 40%. Kobe S. Uh yeah, I mean he he made a couple of big big shots at, uh I mean honestly the, the biggest shot of the game was Vernon Maxwell uh yeah. as as we like sort of remarked as we were watching it. Um I don't know if I had if I were taking notes I would remember the exact time and score, but with uh there it was a five-point game with like 2 minutes left or something like that. Um no no no, it was a three-point game with like a minute and 45. Uh, and Olajuwon made a bucket to put the Rockets up five. Knicks failed to score, and in the next possession, Maxwell hit a huge three to put the Rockets up eight. eight. Um, uh, with like, you know, a minute and a half left or something like that. And um, that was a kind of like the play that like, that's pretty much sealed it um but uh but yeah i mean vernon maxwell i mean he had 21 points that's pretty good that's you know solid but it's not like anyone you know it was again like this was the 94 finals so the final score was 90 to 84 uh not a single team scored 100 points in i in any of the seven games um Uh, And, uh, yeah, like, no one really had, like, even, like, again, like, Olajuwon, Finals MVP, of course, like, the best player in the NBA at that point, Um, didn't have, like, an amazing game. Uh, It was just a really bad shooting night by John Starks, and, like, but, yeah, I don't know. Whatever. This is stupid. I don't know why we're doing this. We're we're basically just, uh, (laughs) we're just trying to remind everyone that John Starks didn't have a bad game in, uh, and in a, Game in the 7 of an NBA Wednesday. Finals at 2.30 in the morning on a Wednesday yeah. for a f- NBA Finals that happened 26 years ago. Um, but you know what? It's still like the fucking one single sporting event that I yeah. that affected me the most deeply in my life, which We've is pretty been. much the entire reason we did this because I was like, I need to just re-experience this to like get it off my chest once and for all. Um, yeah, dude. And so that's what we're we, doing here. and I
0: We get closure yeah. and we are given permission to move on Mm -hmm. to the next phase of the podcast. Uh, Right, which is, who the fuck knows? Little secret, um, where I stand, you know, I have for a long time been advocating a full (laughs) rewatch of the OJ Simpson trial Uh, one (laughs) one years, (laughs) one years worth of court footage is available. Court TV footage is available on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, Do we know
1: how many um how many video there are? uh, I feel like there are several accounts that have
0: posted. But there was the one, Chris, that you sent me. It was like it it was like OJ trial every day. Is like the name of the is the name of the channel.
1: Yeah. It was um. It was like a good, like, I don't know, 80, 90 videos um, yeah. of multiple hours each. Um, so, yeah, we could certainly take the podcast in that direction after this. I mean, it's. Um, it's, it's, it's oh, I mean, it's, yeah,
0: I feel like it's probably 90, 90, like three hour videos. So, you know, you're looking at like. Three, yeah, you know, that, that upwards of like. Three, of content. Up, upwards of 365 hours of 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 court footage
1: <laughs> yeah 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 please email us um <laughs> swish at gmail.com is that right yeah um, i mean
0: it's on the audience if you know if it's, you it's, yeah it's you guys. audience
1: members it's up to you if you enjoy what we did with the 94 uh Knicks playoff run but we but you would like us to do that for OJ, devote simpson. that level of energy and time to the oj simpson trial start to finish Please email us, tweet at us, um, DM us, whatever you want to do, mm. and let us know, because uh, we are we are all ears at this point. Yeah. Um, I mean, I will
0: say before our next great deep dive project, we have a lot of self-care to do. Um, yeah,
1: soul-searching to do.
0: Yeah, we have some soul-searching to do. We have some just, yeah, self-examination. We have a lot of, like... T's to cross, I's to dot. Um, I feel like for me, probably the biggest uh, thing on the checklist to get around to is uh, the trash bag ghost.
1: Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm.
0: We need to do. He'll be
1: coming on the pod for sure.
0: We need to do. We finally need to do the sit down exclusive with the trash bag ghost (laughs) um, about his process, about his work on the Swish FM logo and uh his contribution to the rebranding of the podcast.
1: Um but from Yeah, there, just in, just just in time for us to uh lose all interest in the sport of basketball. Yeah. Could Perfect could timing. not have planned that any better. Perfect timing.
0: And then from I there, believe
1: we debuted we debuted the uh the logo in just, was, just it, as was it basketball basketball or, or was it April?
0: Um Oh no. I think we, the new No, Ben, we debuted the logo um, during the Knicks rewatch. It was a surprise. It was a surprise for getting to the Indiana series.
1: Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. It was like March or April. Um, No, it was June. It was June? Yeah, it was June. All right. All right. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean.
0: It was like. It was a couple of months into quarantine. It it, it wasn't like
1: uh, it. quarantine okay. just
0: started. We should we should <laughs> give them a little surprise. It was like, all right, they've had three months of quarantine. They've waited. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, cool. All right, so we're um, we're a probably not basketball podcast that is called Swish FM. Yeah. Um, this is great. This is going exactly according to plan. Yeah. Um, but we're going to figure it out, folks. Uh, if nothing else, we are devoted to you, our listeners. As you know, we care about you above all else. Um, so we will figure out a way to continue to deliver we need a uh, incredibly high-level I mean, content. I feel like we need a
0: rewatchable, you know,
1: real Oh, story. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to be <laughs> talking about self-care. The next, like, month-solid, to three, to 6 months, who knows, year yeah. probably is going to be uh, a pure indulgence of just like whatever makes us the happiest because god knows that is not what uh what this project was about. Um this it was it was about something else uh than happiness. It was about yeah, it was about therapy. It was about uh man, I mean <sighs> <laughs> should we do should should we do an episode that is a a recap like a, a walk down memory only starting <laughs> just like one episode just one to go through the highlights the lowlights i mean remember jeff scouth yeah. do you remember the yeah, race cars I just immediately thought of the race cars do you yeah. remember hugh hollins and scotty pippen i mean we've been through so much together we yeah, really I do have. remember
0: Hugh Highlands. Uh, I do remember Tony Kukoc. I do remember Scal. Tony I re- Kukoc. I remember the oh Galant. I remember yeah, the Galant. I remember, remember
1: Pippin's the fat lip. Remember... remember Pippin's fat lip. Um. Oh my God. I remember yeah. Phil
0: Jackson. Like the many the many phases of Phil Jackson. The stock. The many broker, suspenders. The yeah. suspenders. The the hippie. The love child. The soul patch. I remember yeah. the Larry. psychedelic
1: hurricane in game
0: one. I remember the... the cannibal Larry Brown. Um, <laughs> I remember... Yeah, I remember, remember
1: stone-cold killer like Reggie Miller. You mean the killer of 1994-era uh, computer printers? You I mean, <laughs> Yep. When I he re- smashed a computer on the sidelines of MSG? I remember Antonio Davis
0: and his wife talking about... The Knicks' uh, courtship of him in free agency, and him ultimately yep. deciding to sign with the Toronto Raptors. I right, remember right. Rick Smits and discovering that he had a passion for auto mechanics for motorcycle racing.
1: Yes, the second seven foot four inch auto mechanic auto in <laughs> in history. Um, do you remember Vern Fleming getting his teeth, like fifty of his teeth, knocked out? I remember um, Vernon
0: Fleming getting all of his teeth knocked out. Do you remember? Do you remember? <laughs> do you remember? Um,
1: it escapes me. <laughs> take your time. Take your time. We got all night here, Chris. It's only 2.36 it, a.m. Nah, it escapes me. Um, I was going to
0: say, do you remember... The Pacers mascot and oh, do you remember the t shirts?
1: Oh Um, my god, what were the
0: what did the Uh, t shirts
1: say? Oh, fucking like uh, something bark. uh, No, some like
0: uh, uh,
1: uh, something baby boom, baby boom, baby boom, baby. (laughs) Yeah. Like Do you remember the guy with the uh, with the rubber kitchen glove uh, choke uh, yep. prop?
0: Sure, sure. Yeah, one hilarious yeah, friends,
1: cool. no doubt. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. There's been a lot that's happened. Um, 26 years ago, I, I should know. I forget if we've brought this up before, but one of our listeners actually um uh, added us on Twitter and pointed out that the Indiana stock car race car sound effect was brought back for the bubble. Um, I, I don't know if we've ever actually touched on this on, on, on air, but uh, I know you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just one more uh, reason why the bubble is a uh, is a cursed experiment. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if I want to get into, like, recent current events and and NBA players responses to those events it's just getting darker and darker it's just like not i don't understand how anyone can consume this product and just be like yeah this is awesome like i want to i want to talk about like i mean uh, yeah i don't know like sure like luka doncic is great and like it's fun to watch him play basketball um but like i don't know how you can focus on that right now it's just really mystifying and again maybe there's like a part of me that like wishes i could that i could just like turn everything off and just like be happy and blissful and carefree for like a couple hours what
0: i'm finding is there isn't that part of me um
1: yeah because (laughs) what i know
0: about myself is that i'm actually insanely selfish and uh if i wanted to do something i would jeff i would just definitely just do it
1: yeah Um, and like that's the thing. It's not like I haven't been able to escape. Like I, I've found ways. I'm, yeah. Yeah. Like, like it, there's so much basketball on TV. Like you can watch basketball whenever you want.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and I find that I'm just not, not.
1: Yeah. yeah so I don't know. Again, this is a, um, <laughs> uh, a curious state of the podcast type episode to be doing. Um, but, uh, but yeah, listen, we'll figure it out. Uh, I have no fear Um, Brett Brown got fired I feel like we should mention He's a friend of
0: the show Um, That's
1: true, we do love Brett Brown Um, We shared the stage with him at the live Ricky Uh, We We were sitting
0: in dog beds Brett was sitting in a human chair And Mm -hmm. he could not Have been nicer to us And I would be remiss If we didn't, you know, say that We feel very badly that Brett lost his job He didn't deserve it. He was, you know, a fantastic coach. We think he's going to land on his feet. Um, Mm -hmm. and Brett, of course, if you're listening, you always have an open invitation here at swish FM to come on for a rewatchable to come on for a draft. Mm -hmm. Um, you know whatever it is if you, if you want to yeah. visit and old playoff, playoff series with us more than happy if you'd like you to on. be
1: like a like a regu- if you want like a regular spot like a recurring you know role on the show like sure. we're certainly open course, to that it, whatever um, it is yeah we'd love to. yeah 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 um totally could not agree more yeah i mean um i guess we're not like i'm uh, there's some solace in the fact that we're not a Sixers podcast um mm. Because that would uh, that would certainly not be good, Um, but yeah, it's like the whole this whole past year has made me question deeply. Like the the, I don't know, (laughs) (laughs) like sports and like you're just like watching this game seven and like um, I forget at one point. Ah, shit now I'm like r- 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 forgetting but something happened where I was just like this is so dumb like this is such a stupid Totally. I don't know never mind what am I what am I talking about like I I, get, I also understand innately like why people watch sports like I get the appeal yeah dude
0: but we're talking about different things like when people used to watch sports in different uh variations of the world, there was a somewhat more acceptable, I I think, maybe, like it it, it felt somewhat more acceptable to watch sports at a certain point in time. And I think Mm -hmm. now we are realizing not just because of the pandemic, but we're just becoming more and more aware with the political and social injustices in the world that like there is just so much wrong in the world right now. And for us to take such delight and to feel so self-consumed in something so meaningless as sports feels a little shallow.
1: Yeah. 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 I would have to agree with that. Um, and I think, like, a lot of NBA players, like, Fred VanVleet has, has like, really, like, spoken eloquently um, about that exactly. And George Hill, George Hill had an amazing quote the other day when he was just like, I, like, why the fuck are we here? <laughs> and it really just, like, fucking nailed home, like, yeah, that's a really good question, George Hill. Um I mean, uh, I think I understand. I mean, I
0: I I I know why they're there. Oh, I know why they're there too. Yeah, for the same reason. We all know why why they're there. For the same reason, you're at your job, and I'm doing my different jobs, and people are at their job. Like we are all desperately just trying to make enough money to make a living and continue paying our bills in the Great Depression here. You know, the Second Coming of the Great Depression. So I I, I I I get why they're literally there. Um, Right. But it's sort of a rhetorical, sort of frustrated. Why are we here right now considering the state of the world? um, Right, right. It's a great question for us to all ask. And uh, I think we're going to continue to try to answer that here on the podcast. And uh, I have zero doubt. That uh, we will be getting to the answers to those to that question in our next uh, rewatchable series. (laughs) Um,
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm pretty sure I know exactly who to turn to for the answers, and that is Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. Uh, Yeah, yeah. So stay tuned for that, folks. Uh, Listen, we got to pay the bills. I mean, that's
0: that's how we butter our bread that's how we pay our bills Um, yep we just keep going back to our money maker and that's Affleck. yep yep so i think that's it ben
1: yeah i think we did it i think we've uh i think we nailed this frankly i think we've uh created a perfect podcast tonight and every (laughs) podcast for the past six months um i'm sure perfection Most people are wondering what this podcast means
0: for the future of the show. Mm -hmm. I can assure you, neither Ben and I know, but we will see you in a week. We'll talk to you in a week. We'll have something for you to listen to next week. We have no idea what that is, and we'll figure out between now and then what that is. That's so the in, fun of this until whole that, endeavor. Until that time, Ben, as my
1: co-host likes to say, a pleasure as always. I'll talk to you next Chris, week. that's my line. Uh, you stole a, the pleasure is all mine. Maybe that's how we should do it. We've oh. been trying to like work this out. Yeah. Maybe maybe one of us says a pleasure is always and the other one says a pleasure was all mine. I like that little. Okay, great. Play. So you give me yours. Um, okay. Chris, a pleasure is always. And the pleasure is all mine. There we go. Look at All that. Right. <laughs> we nailed it. Yeah. All bye right. Bye. I'll see you next week. All right. All right, back. Good job. You can listen to Switch. Oh, yeah. Woo.